Um, so if you don't mind, we'll just go back, like start where I'm coming from on this. Cause yeah. I mean, really when it comes down to it, and I think that if we do a good job of getting our message across, um, it's not about me. It's not about Haley. It's not about Dr. Fondero. It's about what are we trying to achieve with it? You know? So, Got you. yeah. So starting out, I mean, I was a lifelong lifter. Like I, I got obsessed with it by the age of 12 and unsurprisingly that leads you to all types of uh, less than uh, favorable um, and productive approaches. <clears throat> at that age. I mean, we're talking like body dysmorphia by teenage years, just focusing exclusively on physique, forsaking all other aspects of health and wellness. Um, but then after high school, I joined the Marine Corps and not much, that's not really much more of a productive and healthy environment. But what that afforded me was the time to really uh, take a step back and like really mature and think about what I want to do. What, you know, what did I want to put out there in the world? And um, fortunately, but also unfortunately, I went through some experiences, you know, in Afghanistan and other situations where um, it really stopped me thinking life is really fucking short, man. Like, what are you doing if you're not? Um, for me, it's helping people. I, I like to help people however I can. And, and that's kind of as I was getting out of the Marine Corps, I realized fitness was such a passion of mine that I wanted to continue learning about it and then, you know, do it professionally. So I actually got um, certified before I got out of the Marine Corps. And then after I moved back home to Washington, Eastern Washington, other side of the state from you, um, I worked at quite a few different gyms. And I, at that point, I had you know stumbled on a few podcasts, learned um, a little bit more about the separation between um, what fitness professionals can be and what they currently were or what they currently are. <clears throat> so I had a kind of fortunate, um, I had the wherewithal to, to bounce around to a few gyms and try to feel a couple different scenarios. I worked for an athletic training a gym, a small training studio, and then also a big box gym. And all along the way, I was just learning what parts I you know, didn't want to perpetuate in the industry. Um, and then on about 2018, I got the opportunity to get, step onto like a, a different side of things. Um, I worked with uh, a, some objectively successful, um, and by that, I mean, purely financially successful um, entrepreneurs in, in the health and wellness space. And I got a lot of the back end stuff, like the behind the scenes stuff, learning about SEO, web development, just general business practices. But most importantly, I like to say I learned a lot of what not to fucking do because I saw a lot of uh, issues that were just getting perpetuated in the industry at that time within my own business partners. So uh, cut to uh, 2020. Nope. Yeah, 2020. Uh, no, I oh, mean, this last couple of years have been a blur. 2019, Haley and I uh, moved down to Austin, Texas. And um, I was a little bit shocked to see that even in a bigger city like that, a lot of the same practices, um, the focusing, I mean, I went to an interview at Gold's Gym down there, and the only thing she talked about, the fitness director, was quotas, and then also how much you could make from selling supplements as well. So um, that was uh, kind of a, a shock for me. And at that point, I went online. So I got a, a, a real taste in the online space. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't like it as much as in, in person, but, and then got to 2020 again, um, we got invited to come up back up to Eastern Washington to run a training facility with my same business partners. Um, unfortunately I hadn't, uh, uh, recognized at the time there's a huge value difference there. So we came, came up here and then just kind of immediately started butting heads. Um, we, we were not doing or able to do, um, because we didn't hold the purse strings, the things that we wanted to do to actually help people, it became very much, how do we get as many people in here as possible? And how do we sell as much training as possible without thinking on, on, on the quality side of things there? Um, so <laughs> come to, you know, at the end of 2020, I was working 
uh, really on the other side of their business. So it was health and wellness. Um, I was working on establishing a nationwide network of nurse practitioners because they have they have a compact where they can work state to state, um, but to help us prescribe medications and things like that. So that was an interesting experience. But at that point, I realized, uh, why do we not have these sorts of networks within the industry, um, the fitness industry uh, amongst fitness professionals? And the same exact situation, um, I came to the realization that, I mean, if you go online right now, you can go to like ipersonaltrainer.net. I'm sure they're not going to get uh, me here. This is not get mad about me calling them out, but even trainerize.me, you're going to see fake profiles. You're going to see spammy advertisements. You're going, I mean, we went down a rabbit hole of all of the fake and um, dead end listings on these profiles. So they just really filled out these, these uh, directories with fake profiles and, and really people that just contributing to what we saw as kind of the negative sides in the industry. And it was at that point, you know, and then coming from the experience with my business partners that we realized, you know, if we're going to keep complaining about this shit, we, we need to see what we can do to try to change things a little bit. Um, so from there, yeah, we start, really level was kind of just a, a side project in the beginning. Um, and it still really is. I mean, we work as full-time personal trainers as well, but um, it took a little bit of, you know, connecting with people really like yourself and other people in the industry to realize that, hey, we may be doing something that'd be beneficial for people. Um, so from there, we can talk a little bit about, um, you know, what we want to achieve if that works. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm curious to know more about that, but I'm, I'm even, I'm even more curious because like as a personal trainer yourself, you don't, you uh, theoretically don't have much to gain by putting other trainers on a directory. Exactly. <laughs> or, do, or do you? Ah, uh, man, no. So our um, memberships are completely free to professionals and consumers. So what we really want to do um, is, man, so I've been thinking about this quite a bit lately, not to bring like a somber note to this, but my mom actually passed away literally a month ago today. I'm and sorry, it was, dude. I appreciate it. Um, and so we've been going through like uh, helping organize her things and stuff like that. And we're seeing and I, I kind of saw this growing up and I always knew my mom had a very adversarial relationship with fitness. She was, a, she was, um, I would say embarrassed, but she was not comfortable going into a gym. Um, and so I knew for a fact, um, and I saw that as a professional that there weren't many in, uh, personal trainers in my area that I would send my mom to. And that's kind of the, the basis of what I try to kind of filter things through. But like I was saying, as we've been going through her stuff, it's um, Weight Watchers DVDs, it's diet books, it's this late, you know, some little band thing that's supposed to help you lose weight. <clears throat> and so, like I said, over these last couple of weeks, I've been really thinking about it more and more. And honestly, we really just want to create a, an alternative to social media for people to find fitness professionals, because we know um, that the, that incentive structure is not there on, in, in, on like Instagram and, and TikTok and everything. But as far as what do I have to gain, man, I... I see, I'm thinking a little bit more meta in my approach now, as I'm getting older, I'm, I, I really want to know, like, am I, am I leaving a positive effect on, on people, on the world? Am I leaving the world in a better place? And, and that's what Haley and I are completely, everything is going through that where, yeah, we have tried a bunch of different uh, approaches and things like that in terms of like membership structure. But when it comes down to it, we've really realize that we don't want to make money necessarily from this. We want to put out a good, a good uh, system into, into the industry that would hopefully, you know, nudge the ship in a little bit better of a direction. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, on that, on that note though, is, yeah, we're just trying to think from a little bit more of like a meta, a little bit of a higher level perspective. And then of course, I mean, I'm not the only one to talk about this. It's, it's, it's pretty apparent in the industry, but we don't have to have that competitive mindset. I mean, I almost work exclusively with seniors now. 
And that's a completely, uh, you know, abandoned part of the population. So it's not that there aren't, you know, training clients for everybody. It's that we just need to realize that we're not going to be the right person for other people. You know, a, a client can come to me and I want to know that I have somebody that I could trust to send them to, or even just as simple as uh, content. If I come across somebody, um, for instance, um, like um, my mom who was dealing with, is going through cancer. Like, I want to know that I can have a, a good idea of who to send or who to find information from. Like, how can I help them um, get stronger and build muscle in that situation? So like, we also want to just kind of elevate the, not necessarily the right information, but elevate people that are putting out good information. Dude, that's, that's awesome. It's a great perspective to have. And so in the long run, in a perfect world where level takes off exactly how you project it or anticipate that it will, what does it look like? Well, at the end of the day, man, we want to create like a legitimately effective and whatever that ends up looking like alternative to social media for people to find fitness professionals, because it comes down to that incentive structure, right? Like what, what gets you the views, the looks, the follows, the likes, everything on social media? Well, it, it kind of varies from fucking week to week, but whatever, you know, whatever is novel, whatever is interesting, whatever's new, whatever, you know, is flashy. It's not what's going to help that person the most. And so like, it's as seems to be, it's a little bit incongruent, the approach that people use to find fitness professionals. The other side of it is just whoever's in your local area, right? It's just whoever you end up finding at the local big box gym that you go to. Um, but again, that same, that environment really isn't conducive to thinking client centered client, you know, first approach. So at the end of the day, that's what we want to do, man. We want, we want to kind of guerrilla warfare their shit. So like we've been doing everything ourselves, the SEO, the copy, you know, all the web development, things like that. And we're just like, at this point, we're kind of like, wouldn't that be really fucking cool if we can start like knocking on doors of big organizations and really start like making them a little bit scared because I, 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 I'm going to call them out again. Like um, there's another one I'll have to think of, uh, uh, of the name, but I'm going to keep calling out ipersonaltrainer.net. Like it's just not necessarily a good resource for, to find people. And I mean, a lot of them, there's a few others, like I said, I forgot the name, but uh, some of them look like they haven't been, you know, improved since the early 2000s. Like we need to have it there so people can find it. And that's through their web searches. You know, we're, we're trying to catch them through long tail keywords. We're trying to just figure out how to get consumer traffic on these professionals. And yeah, we, I mean, we know it's, it's been a slow fucking process. I mean, uh, when I spoke to you last time, we were even way further, you know, back along the process. So it's just good. Um, to see us making progress time over time, you know, week after week and just getting more information out there and getting more exposure. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you because it really helps us, um, helps me um, clarify what it is that we're doing, what is our mission. And it really is just, we want to have an alternative for people to find fitness professionals. Okay. So you, uh, you mentioned social media as like a, a place that you're like, wanting to become like essentially rivals to for people in terms of their search for a personal trainer. Do you think that's where most people are finding their trainers now? Uh, no. Um, certainly, like I said, there's the, the in-person aspect, right? The local advertising or just whoever you end up working with. But the, the really the, the crux of it is that we're wanting a profession, the professionals that are, I hate using the phrase adding value because God, that's not necessarily um, what we're going for, but um, adding value to the people that they work with. 
Um, but yeah, social media is a huge component of it, of course. But I mean, the other side of it is if you do any like Google um, trends research or even just Google key- keywords, it's, it's a lot of um, searching for stuff that should be really um, kind of common knowledge within the, the fitness industry as, as professionals leading these people. Um, yeah, I, it's tough, man. We've done a lot of research in terms of like, where are people working with professionals? Now, they, until we pay for a really expensive uh, fitness uh, industry report, that's a little bit hazy in terms of what, like, what are the actual numbers of percentages, you know, people getting, you know, vice versa. But yeah, it's, it's definitely a huge aspect of it. At the very least, though, um, we want to, they're getting influenced by that information. I mean, somebody might see uh, Instagram profile a million times before they ever reach out and ask for, for, for coaching, but they're consuming that information and that environment, that microcosm is what's really kind of not perpetuating, but uh, feeling, fueling, you know, the negative side, some of the negative sides of the industry. So what sort of things will help build or leverage your platform? So for people who are like, Hey, I'm aligned with your vision. I like what you're trying to do here. How can I help? Yeah. So the double benefit of, um, I mean, something we talked to you a little bit about was um, getting external links to your profiles or to your website. So if you're a fitness professional and you have your own website, you absolutely need to find websites like ours um, that are reputable and that don't have any flags or, or red flags to link back to. So, you know, like you link back to your Davis fitness website, that is money. That is gold for, um, your website for Google and and search traffic and everything like that. Um, pause one second. I completely forgot what the side of it. Oh, okay. So yeah, the incentive structure. So that's something we've kind of been talking about uh, quite a bit, but, um, really what the, the mechanism for that is, is our verified pro membership. So it's in order to, we have, uh, right now we just have the basic pro we're getting, putting the final touches on the verified pro process, the screening process. But what that looks like is a two-step peer reviewed process. Um, we have the very first one is the gatekeeper assessment. So that's technical shit. That's your nu- basic nutrition, physiology, training principles, things like that. Really the X's and the O's just to get you, you know, it, it gets you in the door. The second part of it is the um, video responses. So we have people, we will have people record their responses to video, five video prompts. And really what that is kind of trying to elicit really how you work with people, how you communicate with people, how you kind of conceptualize programming and things like that. So once you've passed that process, um, you are designated as a verified pro. And with that comes a whole heck of a lot of stuff, including um, you're able to post on our blog. So you're able to basically become a published, um, you know, publish your articles with all types of links and stuff back to you. Um, And yeah, so what else is there? Oh, you can advance profile. You can actually post content and things like that. So what we're really doing is um, kind of by default, pushing traffic towards those verified pros. And then of course, we also, um, we like doing podcasts with them. We um, we work on all types of collaborative projects. We've had a couple video series and stuff like that. So that's another big aspect of it is it, we're just trying to collaborate altogether. But as far as like how uh, y'all can get involved, yeah, just set up a profile on your website. The more um, the more members we have, the more traffic that we have, the more uh, consumer, the more that we can send consumers to those professionals. Because in the beginning, it was kind of, it was a little bit difficult because we we're like, do we find consumer traffic for the website, but we don't have as many professionals as we'd like yet. So it was kind of that balancing act. Um, so that's why we've, you know, asking people one-on-one. Um, but yeah, we're just, uh, eventually we want to have a nice steady flow of uh, consumer traffic going there. So yeah, please uh, set up your profiles if you can. Perfect. 
And so, um, I, I guess as a professional, um, it probably feels like they're getting in at the ground level. Um, no pun intended. Um, so what, what would, what advantage would it pose for somebody who's, you know, maybe they, they get, they get their verified profile. It's still coming, like it's still getting off the ground and stuff like that. Why make content for your site, drive traffic to your site when they could prospectively do the same thing on, on their own site? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that, that is kind of the thing, right? We're, we, we really big on the collaborative component. So we, we also, the other aspect of it is that we're a network. So as we continue to grow, um, we're going to open up things like um, a mentor designation. So somebody, if they only, you know, they're coming in and they, they really want to mentor people in the fitness space and that's how they want to approach it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. You, if somebody is savvy as fuck and they can get that SEO going and they can get traffic and they got the social media working, yeah, there's absolutely no reason for them to get on our site. But to be honest, like if people are that not, I want to say short-sighted, but that not even close-minded, man. Just if they if they aren't willing to go that extra mile, I don't necessarily know that they you know aren't really someone that want to get on the thing because. We, like I said, if we do a good job of it, we want them to realize that it's about making the industry better. It's about, you know, at the end of the day, we want to raise the standard just a little bit in the in the space. So, yeah, there's absolutely no reason they have to uh, get on. But I mean, we really want to continue massing, man, hitting that critical mass where it kind of picks up and takes off for itself. Right. And I mean, there are some people that are like so veteran in the space yeah. that they might not even really be taking on that many people. So it's like, yeah, sure. I can be on this directory, but like if you're directing people to me, it might not, not really serve them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and again, like we're doing this step at a time. Cause like, like I said, we're, we're doing everything ourselves. So um, a couple of steps we have, man, you should just do my sauna. It's got like the next many years planned out with the wish to do list, but yeah, I mean, we know like the people that if you have a completely full roster, you may not even have your 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 website built up because why do you need it? You may not even be posting necessarily on social media because why you why would you need it? Um, but yeah, that's why you know in the future we want to open up like mentor designations, people that just want to work and help other fitness professionals, and and just network really because we can all all do with a good network. Again, if you're a veteran, hopefully you have a good network of you know you could a referral network set up. But we want to um, provide that ability for people because it is hard. It is absolutely hard. I mean, I can't really name very, I honestly can't name a personal trainer in this area that I, like I said, would send my mom to. And that's what we want. We want to have that trust within the industry and just kind of by default, you know, our vet, our, our verified pros, they're going to be people that are, you know, have that same, those same values in mind. Gotcha. So what I'm hearing is, is there's a shortage of uh, good personal trainers on Eastern Washington. Oh, dude, you don't even know, man. You don't even know. There's no shortage of trainers for sure. And like, this yeah. is not at all talking shit. I hope that like, I, I, I'm kind of a very, um, coarse person. Like, I hope that this isn't coming off as me talking shit at all. Like I, I, I know that the, our industry is very young. We have a lot of room to grow, but like we, ha I felt that, and, and Haley felt that we need to, we need to take action. If we were going to complain and we weren't going to do anything, where do you about feel it, the, where do you feel the lack is? Man, um, the a big part like of what, what do you think would define somebody as like not being able to send your mom to? Mm. So I think that um, people tend to view 
the fitness professional experience is, is harmless. It's not one of those things that um, perhaps like, you know, telling people that they should only eat meat. Um, it's not people who don't think that, it's, that it has the, the possibility of harm. I, 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 and I, I've seen it time and time again, where that's really the opposite of the case, because I, I like I said, I work with primarily seniors now because I, I feel like there's a little bit more at stake for them. But no matter what, like your interaction as a fitness professional with whatever client, with a, with a potential client is going to have an impact. They're going to take away something from that, whether it's positive or negative. And it's just, uh, I mean, having the empathy to think, okay, this is a human being sitting across from me. You know, she may be 40, 50 years old. She maybe have came into the gym a bunch of times before to try to work up the courage to, to make these changes. And, you know, if you are not uh, accepting that really kind of um, fantastic responsibility, then you end up on the other side of things, which is really just kind of, at the very least, you're treading water. You're not really making any progress with people. You're not helping them achieve their goals. You're, you're potentially even raising the obstacles to them. What are they failing to do? Lower obstacles. So a big part of it, I think, is really just being identified with um, a training ideology or modality um, and just not, and then the other aspect of it is not having that referral network, having that competitive mindset to where fitness. What do you mean by that? Which part? When, when you say lower obstacles. Okay. That is something that I've been really um, not focused on lately, but thinking about a lot lately, because um, we're going to have a certain amount of friction. Everybody has a certain amount of obstacles in between them and whatever goals they want to achieve. Mm -hmm. And we make those obstacles really unnecessary when we, you know, uh, impose just incredibly draconian and, and um, authoritative um approach. So, you know, whatever that's, you know, you have to eat this meal plan exactly. And, you know, that way, if you're not on it, then, and, and, and if you fail, then I can say that's why, um, or, you know, the, the absolutely brutal workouts for the, you know, the 30, you know, the mom that does it does not need to be thrashed in the gym. And then, you know, I like to think like, I don't want people to dread coming to the gym with me because that's an obstacle in and of itself. And it right. doesn't need to be that way. We want to enable people. We want to empower people, but that oftentimes, and Honestly, um, I think it's because I've been talking with people about this a lot, but I don't think it's as much of a problem as it used to be. Um, but I'll give you, for instance, actually the first person that I worked for, um, his name was Eric. He actually trained my mom at Gold's Gym and she, he hurt her ankle tremendously bad. And that was, and that was pretty much it for her. That was the end of the road for her fitness um, experience. And that was an unnecessary obstacle. There was no reason that we need to thrash people. There's no reason that we need to impose our, um, our biases on people. If we can just take a step back and think, okay, a little bit objectively, how can I help this person? What are the tools that I have? And how do I apply those tools? Not apply one fucking tool to every single thing, you know, not apply one approach to every single thing, but having the empathy and having the wherewithal to take a step back and think, how can I actually help this person? Right. So where would somebody begin with that? So like, let's just say we're taking this, like, it's not, I think, I mean, obviously you creating a directory and having access to great coaches on there is one way to attack this, this problem. Right. Um, but then the other is to train more good coaches. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, like I, I would expect, you know, somebody who came to work with me before I put them on the floor, like I know they're not going to mess somebody up. I know mm -hmm. that they're, they're completely capable of doing some sort of motivational interviewing, understanding mm -hmm. why this person's here, what their motivations are, um, you know, what they hope to achieve. Um, if, if they're biting off um, too much 
um, in the beginning, like if they're setting their own um, obstacles, if you will. So um, whether it's, you know, self-inflicted or it's via the trainer, identifying that, um, being able to assess clients. So what, what would be in that trainer's tool bag that you'd like to see as like, Oh, this is a qualified coach that is capable of training my mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so right off the bat, the obvious thing is the assessment of it, you know what I mean? But um, that's kind of a given physical um, but- assessment physical, mental, I mean, lifestyle, your schedule, your stress management, everything. So yeah, so like I mean, detailed yeah, intake. yeah, exactly. And we could talk about that a bunch, but I mean, that's kind of, I mean, to, to us, it kind of seems obvious by this point, right? Because you're working with the human who is spending more uh, orders of magnitude, more time outside of outside of the gym than with you. So you have to consider that as a whole person, but um, it's something um, kind of like where to start from that student first mindset is something I think we talked about when we did our podcast together um, is just always learning, always growing and always expanding. And by no means you mentioned motivational interview. And of course, like if every fitness professional could be an expert in motivational interviewing, that'd be fantastic. We'd all be like way the fuck better off, I think. But I don't think that you need to be experts in any of these things. I don't think that you, I think that you just need to get understanding and appreciation of that to, to learn how to communicate with people, to learn how not to communicate with people. That's a big one. Like um, for just the kind of a, like a, for instance, um, talking congratulating people for weight loss, that can be pretty problematic for certain people because then they get tied with that scale going down as the, as that's where there's values at. So, um, but, but really having a client first mindset, I think is really, really important. That is kind of the, I think where the rubber meets the road, because if you're starting from a different place than that, I'm not sure that there's really a whole lot that you can do from there. Okay. So in terms of practical steps that somebody could take, if they're at, they're at, they're at point A and destination is point B, what sort of practical steps could they take to get from where they are to (laughs) where you might expect that they should be? Yeah. So again, I want to keep harping on the fact that like none, nothing that we do um, don't make me forget about that part, but nothing that we do is, uh, my opinion, none, nothing that we do is Haley's opinion. Nothing is Gabby's opinion. Like everything we do, we run through multiple people across the industry to make sure that, you know, the steps that we are putting in place to screen people, like I don't want my fucking fingerprint on any of that because it's not about what I think, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. but yeah, so, uh, where did, what was the question again? I forgot what completely started. Practical steps. Oh, gotcha. My favorite one is uh, how much are you listening versus talking? So as you're having that assessment process, are you are you leading the questions? Are you actually in curious about what the responses are? So as a, from a practical perspective, are you talking more than you're listening? That's really the number one thing for me. Um, but yeah, again, that, that that really is just a function of is this a client first mindset? Got you. Okay, so they can they could do that but then still train somebody too hard yeah 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 absolutely and i think that um again the x's and o's the physiology the training principles and then also um within our um the the screening process within the actual video prompts we're we're kind of eliciting we're we're 
trying to draw out how are they thinking about these people? You know, for instance, one of them lays out uh, information about a husband and wife and, you know, the lifestyle and everything like that. And then you, they talk about, okay, what are your thoughts behind the programming? How would you start this programming process with these people? What would, you know, what would that look like for you? And so, yeah, I mean, it's going to look different for everybody though, because I mean, I, you work with kind of general population quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and th- I mean, there's fitness professionals that are in every single niche across the space. So, I mean, for like someone with working with athletes, I'm not really sure that um, really empathy and, and motivational learning some about motivational interviewing are really the utmost importance. Like they need to know about the conditioning components. They need to know all about that. Um, so it's going to be a little bit different for everybody, what steps they need, they need to take. But yeah, it's, it's been a process for us to learn these as well, I think. Yeah. Um, I just feel like it's a, it is a, it is a hell of a task because I feel like it would be hard to identify a well-qualified coach um, with like no practical assessment. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, a a big thing that, like I said, kind of when we started um, was that I like talk, I hate talking about this because like, I don't like talking to myself. I'd like, I'd rather just be doing the work. Um, But I do like conversations like this because it helps us learn, like, what do we need to do in the future? Like, what, what do we need to do better? What do we need to grow? And like, like, like I said, like we are not, I don't say we're nobodies, but we're, we're just a couple of personal trainers, like trying to, trying to, you know, help positively influence the industry that like, honestly, man, I, I owe a fucking lot to the fit, to fitness in general. Like I've, if I didn't have lifting through my teen 20 years, I don't know what would have happened, man. Cause it was the most important outlet for me, but I see the opposite of that often um, fitness becoming again, like this uh, unnecessarily difficult process for people um, for whatever reason. Now, like there's all types of approaches. There's all types of modalities. There's no right way to do things. But again, it's like, I'm looking back to the, 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 the me in the past and I'm like, how can I make a better industry for, for that guy? Right. So um, you, you're, I mean, being that you're a personal trainer, you're probably very familiar with the amount of continuing education that is available. Um, you know, somebody pops up, they make their own certification and now they're traveling around having theirs. That's, that's their way of attacking this problem, right? Like the industry will get better if I do more weekend certifications where people do, and then we certify them and that's how you find your qualified coach. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why not just take that approach? Dude. So, I mean, it, you look back and you're like, okay, that was obvious looking back, but it was my experience with my previous business partners. Cause I got so deeply enmeshed in just like the policies for networks and, and, and compacts and things like that. And if it hadn't have been for that light bulb moment where I was like, what the fuck, why don't we have this? Why are we not trying to create this kind of bedrock and this foundation for people to go to? Because we're in a, it seems like we're in a transition point, right. In the industry, like, it, it, it's we're we're young like i said but we're growing and like you said there are a million motherfuckers out there doing putting out not all of them are putting out great uh, CEs <laughs> and things like that but i mean there's good information out there for sure and like to be honest like i'm not fucking qualified to to produce ces you know what i mean like i know my limits and i know where um i i know where i can best i think i feel best help people and honestly i feel like i was kind of um uniquely qualified coming from a military background like I feel like I was uniquely qualified for the discipline. I'm not even gonna say that. The 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 drive to do 
something day after day with basically no expectation of a result because I can't, we can't, I, Haley and I've had this conversation a lot. Like we can't get tied to getting a million people on our site because you know, what did those other motherfuckers do that they were focused on, you know, getting more people on the site, getting more memberships and things like that. It led them to making, you know, decisions that weren't necessarily favorable for the clients, the people that are going to be utilizing their site. Um, so yeah, I mean the CE thing, I mean, you could probably, how do you, how do you keep that front of mind? man, it, it had, it's the core, man. I mean, it had, it, it was almost like that idea came first, that principle that, that came first. And then we're like, okay, how can, but it could be easy to lose sight of that when you're basically looking at your boots, right? Like, yeah, it's hard to keep your eye on the horizon when you're like, okay, I do have some objective outcomes and I do have to put one foot in front of the other, Mm -hmm. but like, how, how are you guys keeping the client-centered focus like that north star like how are you keeping that in your vision like basically like in in the day-to-day well man i mean like i said um there i always heard that like there's two ways that people learn something it's like really slowly or really painfully all at once (laughs) and like i went through a couple of those really painfully experiences where like but at the end of the day like level will not be successful if we fucking sell out like it just won't be successful i won't feel that as success so i don't give a shit like if 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 level ends tomorrow i'll be happy right because like we didn't we didn't compromise our morals our values and and at the end of the day that's that's kind of all that matters man i want to be able to go to sleep at night i want to be able to look at the mirror at the end of the day right i think that um i think that that statement in and of itself kind of um it kind of points to the fact that like you don't need you don't need a vision board or a thing on a laptop to remind you when it's like core to your your beliefs right like it's like you know mm-hmm. where you're trying to go and what you're trying to accomplish and so it's like no i don't need a post-it note on my desk to remind me it's like i know because it's right here you don't got to be listening to that hustle porn every morning and get you going <laughs> but i mean i so we can look back at like fitness or your fitness journey, my fitness journey as just straight allegorical, right? Because you, you have to trust the process. You have to do the work. And like, I've always felt fitness was so beautiful because it really is the great equalizer, right? Because you could be the most poor motherfucker in the world. And if you put in the work and you, and you do the process, like you can absolutely change your body. You can get stronger. You can, you can do all these things that you want to do. So I've always felt that it was such like a, uh, unbiased or it could be such an unbiased space. Um, but the, oh man, I completely forgot what I was going to say, but yeah. Yeah. So uh, another thing that, um, that you were, you were kind of mentioning like, or when we were talking about why, why not just like start your own cert versus a directory? Um, you know, one thing that, that kind of came to mind for me was, um, the fact that you don't have to marry yourself to a particular, certification or a certain way of doing things it's like you can be a good coach and not do this cert over here abc you can do xyz and maybe you can do efg or like you know whatever whatever right um so i think that that is like maybe one of the reasons why it would be you know a sell or it would be you know better is the fact that it's more about connecting these people and their strengths and weaknesses to the client, right? And versus mm-hmm. like, is the client being better served by you creating more trainers that teach your thing 
when they might actually benefit from this other thing as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, in the future, we'll have just a like an awesome search function. Like we're, we're kind of jot now how we want to map that out now, but where people can search by like, what are they thinking? Um, what are they really looking for when they're, when they're trying to find these coaches, whether it's weight loss, whether it's getting stronger and whatever, mm. whatever it is, because I mean, <laughs> I like, man, I, I think anecdote is so powerful, not, not necessarily in terms of evidence, but an experience, because like, for instance, my cousin, um, he was working with a power lifter, um, a powerlifting coach, right? but he came to me, said he wanted to lose weight. And so he, this guy had him waking up at 3am doing these crazy, like five by fives every day. And I'm like, oh. um, so you want to lose weight. Um, but you're going to somebody who just truly isn't qualified, just doesn't have the, the, the skills and abilities to guide you through that process. So it's really incongruent with what you're looking for. And I see the same thing with like local, you know, there's uh, an athletic training facility that also just, you know, runs through group classes of, of older people because that's where they make most of their money. And so what we're trying to do is kind of clarify things for people. Like there are absolutely niches in the industry. There are professionals that serve certain populations better than others, but that all kind of gets muddled, muddied out when, when the professionals are concerned about, you know, the dollar amount that they have in the bank at the end of the day. And so that's really, and, and that's the same shit that we saw mirrored with the fitness directories that existed already. It was clearly simply about, I mean, one of the ones, one of the worst ones was you pay a tiered system and based off of how much you tier, that's how many leads are going to give you that month. But it's like, okay, so it has nothing to fucking do with what they would. Is this like, um, is this like, like bark? No, I don't even, I haven't even dipped into bark yet, man. I haven't even dipped into bark's research because they cover quite a few different industries, right? It's not I think just, so, yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, man. I would not be surprised if they do similar things like that. I mean, I, it's interesting because even Noom, like if you search personal trainer, usually Noom is advertising at the top because, of course, they got the resources. But I don't want to say I can promise you, but I'm fairly certain that most people are not going to have the best experience with Noom based off of some of the things that are on their website. So yeah. just help. We just really want to clarify. And again, we're thinking maybe five, 10 years down the road, because that's kind of the, the time span in which huge, not huge changes, but shifts like this happen in the, in the industry. Yeah, that's fair. Um, what have you found is your biggest challenge so far? Um. <clears throat> biggest challenge so far so on a technical perspective figuring out how the fuck to do web development um <laughs> so just from like a logistics perspective figuring out how to keep a website running and then also how to not piss off google and how to utilize you know keywords correctly and and just doing that side of things now the other side of things is i am incredible I, I don't like i'm introverted as fuck man i am not the type of person that likes to i'm not very outspoken i don't like going out there and, you know connecting with people but i understand the importance of it i understand the value of it and yeah, so getting connected with people and also people are busy and we're busy, especially the, cause we're primarily speaking to the self-employed personal trainers, mm -hmm. the, you know, the quote unquote entrepreneur. Right. And, and so like, I know like you're probably sun up to sound down working. I see you at the gym at three 30 in the morning doing cardio. So I'm like, I know people are busy as hell. So it's getting people to understand that like, we, we really don't, we're not here to take anything from you. We're not trying to, you know, we're not trying to leverage you or anything like that. We just are trying to, you know, again, shift the industry in a little bit of a better direction. So yeah, getting no. people to not necessarily even buy in, because I think once we've had a lot of people that have helped us out on a lot of stuff, it's been awesome. It's been great to connect with a lot of people, 
Right. Uh, but yeah, just getting the, the you know, the, the everyday, um, you know, people that own their own gyms that are, you know, clocking in, clocking out, sun up right. to sun down. How would you feel about um, maybe approaching um, certain certifying bodies, maybe like the smaller, more um, influencer based uh, certifications and offering to basically they already have directories for a lot of the times for their trainers the, you leveraging that and like actually being like hey you could supercharge your current directory by adding yourself mm -hmm. to ours that's a really good idea man so we've connected with um three or four um ceu providers already and we actually want to eventually um, submit our actual verification process for, to provide CEU. So as, as someone goes through that verification process, once they're done, they just automatically get some CEUs. Yeah. So yeah, we, that's absolutely something that's kind of, that's actually kind of beautiful um, example of the industry, right? Because there's so many awesome people in it that like, it's really, you're kind of limited by your own creativity. So yeah, I actually wrote that down because uh, I'll definitely be hitting them up. Um, but yeah, yeah, and and that's the other side of things, though, because we want to then connect professionals with resources that are trustworthy. And fortunately, uh, we have quite a few people that I can get opinions from that are in, uh, you know, have uh, expertise in certain spaces. So I'm not just like, oh, this guy, you know, this certification place looks like they've got some good copy. It doesn't look like they're scammy. I'm actually able to send it to people and, and get, you know, a little bit more um, uh, advanced feedback on that. So I wrote that down so I don't forget that, but yeah, that's it. That's a really good idea. And, and that's, that's kind of all we've been doing so far is knocking on doors of people and see, see who's willing to answer. Right. It feels like, I don't know, from what I've seen, it feels like you're, the, a lot of the door knocking is, is on trainers themselves that you feel are. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's all over the place, man. It's right. all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, like I sent it to you as well. Cause I know that your trainers out there are, are killing it. Right. And I like, okay. So like, I'm a huge fan of Prescript. Um, Prescript currently doesn't really have a directory that I know of, but there's a ton of coaches internationally that are certified through Prescript and I've taken various courses through Prescript. And so that might be something interesting. Um, I don't even know if they'd be interested in it, but maybe there's a reason they don't have a directory. I have no idea, but um yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, like you said, supercharging, even just from like a um, interwebs perspective, like getting those backlinks out there, getting other sites pointing to your site that uh, is, is incredibly beneficial. So it's like from like a small-ish business perspective, it makes sense to get that out there. But also I like, I, I mean, you do a quick, actually we're number two from, or we're up there at the top of personal trainer uh, directory and personal trainer network. Um, but so like, but you, if you do a quick Google, most of that first page on both of those isn't going to be something that a lot of people want to tie their businesses to, right? Because that really, at the end, of the, that's happening. Like if you're linked on their site and people are seeing those, that connection, that that's certainly not, you know, beneficial, but um, the prescript, man, I'm, yeah, they put out fantastic stuff. I was like, I was listening right. to your episode with Killian just the other day. I loved it. Oh dude. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, and like, I just feel like they operate from, you know, great integrity and it's, it's not, um, there's not a whole lot of dogma. A lot of what they teach is, is rooted in principle. Um, so you could apply it to various lenses. Um, and, and that's what I, that's what I personally love about it. It's, it's more of an understanding of, of how the body actually works as opposed to being like, all right, so now what we're going to do is we're going to squat to a box. If your knees hurt, it's like, 
well, is that always going to be the best thing to do? Is that going to fix the problem or is it a Band-Aid? Um, so a- anywho, not, not shit. Yeah. people who make Yeah, no, no. And, and in my opinion, I, I, I view Prescript as like one of the gold standards in the industry, right? But if you go to talk to a fitness consumer, they don't, they're not going to know who the fuck yep. they are. And that's just the nature of, of the space. I mean, right? but isn't that, isn't that with most certs? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, that's exactly the case with most certs. But um, the other side of that too is like there are also going to be fitness professionals out there that just don't know which, you know, which, like you said, there's a million CEU companies out there, which ones to find. So that's, again, a yeah. big part of what we want to do is help point fitness professionals in the direction of people like Prescript, like, you know, all those good stuff, fitness mentors, people like that. Right. Yeah, man. Um, I, it sounds like you've, you've got a lot ahead of you and a lot. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it sounds like a, a worthy cause. It sounds like there's a lot of things, um, going on and a lot of challenges, you know, what's going to keep you focused in, in the long run, um, minus it just, you know, it feels like the thing that you want to do, like what's going to keep you from the people, man, the people that are getting involved with us. Like, um, like I mentioned, Dr. Gabrielle Fondero is one of our business partners and she has kept us on point with our messaging and anytime I, we're putting out something that we're like, Oh, this is a, is this not necessarily problematic, but is this on point? And, you know, are we sp- sit communicating this correctly? Um, she's kept us on track with that. So like, I I'm a big uh, believer in like setting up those fail saves, right. Setting up, finding the right people to help us out, to get on our team, to, to just point us in that direction. But at a certain point, it's like, I, I also then feel a responsibility for the people that are on our site, you know, or the fitness professionals that are on our site to maintain that because they, um, aligned with us for a reason. They align with us because of the, you know, our message and our values. So I, I find it hard sometimes to kind of articulate, but like, again, it's, I don't feel that level will be successful unless we maintain this, unless the, unless the mechanism that we're producing in the industry is helping people. I just don't see it as, um, I won't see it as successful. I mean, um, essentially you're, you're more or less if, don't be offended more or less you're kind of like the better business bureau of personal training we're like angie's list man that's what we said a few times but i don't yeah. know about angie's list but <laughs> if angie had if angie yeah. knew about uh fitness industry yeah i could see that i could see that but um, i like the but better like, business but it's bureau. also yeah. right 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 but like yeah the best better, better business bureau could mm-hmm. kind of choose to be like all right stamp of approval or not Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. This they and it's a, a process by which you apply. I don't know if they reject very many businesses, but um, it's a, a process by which you apply. You go through this thing. I don't know how Angie's list works out uh, totally, but yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, the Better Business Bureau idea, I like because I mean, whether they're effective or not, they're kind of seen as like the gatekeepers, kind of like not necessarily the like if somebody sees that up in your business versus they see Angie's list up on your business. Yeah. Like if, you, if you're like, hey, we're preferred on Angie's list, but that's the sign in your <laughs> in, in your gym versus yeah. you've got the little BBB with the little plaque. Yeah. And again, the, the mechanism by which we actually want to create change and we, and we feel we can actually affect change is through that verification process. Like is, right. is through producing those verified pros and, and screening those verified pros that have that. So yeah, in that regard, yeah. Where, where do the pros, the fitness professionals who don't necessarily get verified via level, where do they go? Can they funnel out somewhere? Do you have some resources for them? What happens to them? 
Are they just fucked? No, so we let everybody on our site, anybody that has, so we check credentials, we log credentials, we make sure that we have the spreadsheet up to date, making sure that we're, you know, if people have expired or anything like that, we monitor that. But at the very least, we want to make sure that you're, um, you're credentialed and, and that you have a certification of some kind. And, and we're not necessarily even saying one is better than the other. We just want to show that you've gone through the process of doing that. And that, again, the certification is not the end all be all for sure. But what we didn't want to do is make this a game of like uh, just creating more divisiveness, right? Because if we only let certain professionals on our site, that's really just a matter of like, we like this one over this one. We like this one over that one. But right. what we want to do is have that different incentive structure, have that verification process that points consumers towards specific professionals based on their, not say merits, but based on their experience and their merits and things like that. Got you. Yeah. So again, those people, verified. <laughs> those that are not, what happens to them? Yeah, man. So, I mean, a big part of this is what kept you from being verified (laughs) oh okay gotcha gotcha no so i mean obviously they have to pass the technical knowledge assessment right they have to pass that that x's and those things first um and then that peer-reviewed process is going to have two people screening them and then it goes up to a third and and so we try to keep it as unbiased as possible but in terms of what would not allow you to become a uh um a verified pro really it's going to come down to what is the opinion of the peer reviewers what are they feeling from those videos that you're that you're putting out but they're they're still going to be able to go on that site so we haven't set up that you know they're basic and then if they don't get verified they just remain as basic so yeah we're not kicking people out we're not doing anything like that but we have actually removed a few people based off because they submitted like like freaking uh, cookbooks and stuff for their their credentials and i'm like oh wait a second yeah it's not what that is but yeah, so we want to make sure that, I mean, again, we don't want to create any more divisiveness though, right? So we want to be able to provide resources for people um, like like the discounts and on different uh, CEUs and things like that, um, you know, affiliates, we got a bunch of different stuff like that. So yeah, we want to yeah. definitely still foster and and, and um, enable those professionals. But yeah, it, it, we just kind of naturally eyes will go towards the verified pros. For right. Sure. And I mean, I hear what you're saying with... And I'm I'm not trying to put you on the spot, uh, but like I hear what I I hear what you're saying by you're like, okay, well we're just gonna see how these peer reviewers feel, right? But that in in and of itself, like unless these two people are totally different, how do we know that they are not biased? And your Mm -hmm. process for verification is not biased, Mm -hmm. and why do I need to be level verified? Like I mean, these are just things that, like I mean, like anybody could argue or refute right because like you're new who are you guys why should we care um and i like i get i get your message i get what you're trying to accomplish i understand where you're coming from in terms of your approach but some might argue is it the most effective oh no so again like i have very minimal business experience. Haley actually has a bachelor's degree in business administration. So she's far more qualified to do business than I am, but really it, it, it's a matter of like, we're still learning, we're still growing and things like that. Like, but it's also important to acknowledge that a peer review is not above approach, right? Peer review is right. the best thing that we have currently. Right. Um, and, and, and we may expand that and we may adapt it and we're always going to be evolving it. We are by no means think that we have it nailed down right now. And like when we talk, maybe we'll talk again in another year and we right. have a completely different approach with things. But yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I completely understand. Like, I don't even know that peer reviewing is the, like I said, the end all be all here. Like right. it's just kind of the best thing that we have thus far. 
Um, but yeah, we're going to keep it. We're going to keep expanding. We're going to keep growing, figuring things out as we go. Cause I mean, to get, to get certified is like a, depending on which course you take, it could be like a 200 question multiple choice exam. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, shouldn't that be qualification enough for a verified pro? Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, no, I don't think so because that, that is the X's and O's there, right? They're not learning how you communicate with people. They're not, they're not feeling how you, you, you're thinking through the programming process. I mean, it, it gets you in the door for sure. Um, and some people will stop there. Some people stop at just getting in the door with that 200 yeah. you know, question multiple quiz. Um, but no, yeah, it's, we don't, it, it, it's, I don't have to tell you, man, but the, like the, the credentials start, start you out, but they, right. they're no, by no means the end. Right. And I know for the most part, like I'm just playing devil's advocate over here. Oh, right? I appreciate like, it, man. Just, I, I do. I do. This is the nature of how I, <laughs> how, how I communicate, because like, I think in order to thoroughly understand a thing, you have to see its opposite. You have to see it's like, I guess it's a contestant or it's contrast, right? Like, so if we're looking at it all from this side and I see, I, I know the side you're looking at it from because I feel very aligned with the strategy in which you guys are or the criteria in which you guys are screening um, professionals. But I could just see um, very much so somebody being on this other side, like, hey, I'm getting clients results or um, I've seen this work with my clients, um, or at least the ones that can, like they filter themselves out, whether it's through they don't make it and they don't hit their goals, or they um, drop out due to injury. But the ones that can hang, these guys get good results. These guys are gals. Um, So let me ask you something though. So if you had a, you had a conversation with one of those, the trainer that kind of subscribes to that mindset or, you know, that approach, that survivorship bias uh, approach, right. Would you be able to tell, like, would you be able to kind of sense like, okay, so, you know, for instance, I, if I got that, that vibe, that, that understanding from somebody, that's exactly the type of person I wouldn't send my, you know, my mom to, right. I wouldn't have sent my mom to. So right. I feel like that conversation aspect that, that, uh, like I said, the best we have currently is, is the video prompt responses, right. the videos of the record. Um, but yeah, are there certain yeah. questions that you're using to elicit that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wish I hadn't pulled up right now, but really it's, right. it's, it's in eliciting how you're thinking, how are you communicating with it? Um, and the, um, going back to like, when you're saying you're like playing devil's advocate, no, I wanted you to poke holes, man. I, I really do appreciate that because, um, I mean, from the very beginning, um, I was sending it. I mean, I actually, I got rejected or just really pretty much ignored by, I don't know how many people at first. Um, and, and really just every single time, like we've done today, I've learned how to communicate a little bit better because I don't know if I've communicated this well enough, but I truly don't feel like I know, like I have no means to think that we've got it all figured out. We're just going to continue figuring out as we go. Um, but the poking the holes thing, like that was all we wanted. And every single time I'd, I would get a response, it'd be a little, you know, it'd get a little bit closer to correct. So like I said, I appreciate you poking holes, man. Anytime, <laughs> anytime, <laughs> um, dude, um, what, what, what would you want for the people who are listening today? Um, regardless if they're trainer or client for their primary takeaway from this podcast to be. <laughs> Let's make sure that 
and this could come from the consumer side as well, being a little bit more savvy, but I think primarily from the, from the fitness professional side, but let's make sure that in a decade, we're in a better place, man. Let's make sure that the industry is in a better place for everybody that's involved with it. Because I have seen, and I'm sure you have people that have gotten burned and, and kind of just left um, any idea of improving their health and fitness because they were burned. So, and whether that was from just somebody on social media or someone they actually worked with, but I really like, I feel that through conversations like this, through um, people starting, you know, having the initiative to do interesting things in the space that I, that I want to make sure in a decade that we're a little bit better off. That's all we want. Dude, I love that. Um, I also feel the need to kind of jump in on that. I feel like if, if someone who has been burned is potentially listening to this podcast, it sounds like, or it seems to me like that person has an open mind and has the belief that there are better professionals out there and that level is going to be the place to find them. Yeah, I, I, that's the hope, man. And we're coming at it from as many avenues as we can. But it, like we really are trying to figure out how can we just be present? So when people search, when people look, we're there. And that just comes over time. I think that just really comes over time. All right. So coaches, go make your profiles and people go find your trainer on level. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, it's it's super easy. You'll just take a few minutes, completely free. We're not going to send you spam. We're not going to do any shit like that. We'll just like get us out there, help us, um, help us grow. And we'll try to help you grow as well. Best place to learn more about you. Uh, so Instagram, uh, level LVL underscore health, or just go, uh, levelhealth.net. So L V L H E A L T H dot net. All right, Josh, thank you again for being on. Thanks for telling us all about level and, uh, hope to see you again soon. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for poking holes. See you. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs>